When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the show. Julian DeStoop sitting in for Dwayne Russell. Getting ready for the first of the semifinals in the T20 World Cup. It is New Zealand versus Pakistan at the SCG tonight. What a commentary team SEN have assembled for this one. Jared Waitley, Lisa Stalaker, and our next guest, Trent Copeland, who's been good enough to join us uh, this afternoon. G'day, Trent. G'day, Jules. How are you going? Very, very well. It's, uh, I guess... From the World Cup's point of view, we're all disappointed Australia's not in the semi-finals, but it has been a wonderful tournament, and now we've got two absolutely mouth-watering semi-finals in store. Yeah, I, I really cannot wait for tonight in particular. Before the tournament started, I was talking about the Pakistan team. Uh, no one was really talking about them. Everyone was sort of flagging how good Australia were going, uh, India, England, and the like. And, yeah, I mean, some of these players in this team, Babarazam hasn't scored a run this tournament. Uh, I absolutely love watching him play. When he is flying, he's one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world in this format. And Shaheen Afridi with that brand-new ball, left arm, absolute rockets. Uh, I can't wait to see those two go to work. And then New Zealand, I mean, this is the venue where they absolutely torched Australia in that first game. Finn Allen uh, and then that bowling group. I mean, Trent Bolt, Southie, they just go to work in the power play and they always get results. So... Yeah, this is a ripper, and then look, we haven't even touched on the second semi. It's going to be, I don't know who's going to win, but that's probably the best thing for Australian cricket fans. Just on the Pakistan team, their bowling has been sensational, but can they beat a team like New Zealand if one of their openers doesn't fire tonight? Well, that's the difficulty, isn't it? And I think there's a lot of teams around the world that are top-heavy. Um, if if someone like Baba Azam doesn't get going, Rizwan and numerous others, I mean, Shadab Khan, pulled them out of the fire the other day with some absolute fireworks in the middle order. But, yeah, look, I would say most teams are going to struggle if none of the top three get any runs. If you see, even New Zealand, if you see no runs from Finn Allen, uh, Williamson, Devon Conway, they're going to struggle too. So I think it is it is a good point. Um, but I, I think the SCG is such a good uh, place for top order batting. And I think that's where it's going to be. We've heard Matthew Hayden, who's working with the Pakistan team, talk about the SCG as a really good venue uh, for Pakistan. But as you mentioned, you know, um, New Zealand play it really well and thrashed Australia there. How, how important do you think Matthew Hayden's influence is on this Pakistan team, particularly when we're playing in Australian conditions in a tournament like this? Oh, I don't know if you saw his little pep talk. Yeah, I did. The game the other day. But, uh, yeah, I mean... How good is it? I mean, we're very lucky at seven to have big Haydos talking cricket uh, with us. And I know he does it a lot for starring India uh, during the IPL. I mean, who better to be talking about winning games of cricket in Australia and, you know, even just how people view an opposition team. He was one of those guys where when he walked out on the field, it wasn't just his bat that did the talking. It was his persona. It was how he carried himself. Teams feared him. 
And I guess that's what he's instilling in these Pakistani guys that, you know, they need to walk out there and understand that they are as good, if not better, than any other team in the world when they're playing their best. And no one wants to play them when they're playing their best best cricket. So, yeah, I think he is having a big role. And, you know, you think about Mike Hussey in the England shirt uh, at the moment with Matthew Mott, um, two Aussies at the helm there as well. So, I mean... Unfortunately, we've got Aussies bloody everywhere. I was going to say that. It's not a new thing. We've got, you know, Dan Christian and Ryan Campbell. But it is tough hearing Mike Hussey speak as part of the England coaching setup, isn't it? That one is a little bit tough to take. Oh, oh that's an understatement, mate. <laughs> I think it's just ridiculous. I'm in the Huss as it is. But the fact that he's put on the England show, he's talking about getting a tattoo if they win the World Cup. It's just getting a bit ridiculous. But no, in all seriousness, I mean... You know, this is what we love about world cricket is that you know you're tapping into the best cricket minds no matter where you are in the world and the IPL is probably the one thing that's really opened the doors for you know let's get the best people in the best coaching roles irrelevant of nationality Speaking to Trent Copeland, who will be part of the SEN call team tonight with Jared Waitley and Lisa Stalaka for the first of the semi-finals in the T20 World Cup between Pakistan and New Zealand just on the Kiwi Street. I think a lot of people in Australia really like this New Zealand team. They've been an outstanding team across all forms for a few years now. Do you do you feel like this group really deserves to win a major tournament? Yeah, they really do. If you look back at particularly the, the white ball formats, the World Cup in England, the 50-over format, and numerous other sort of big tournaments, they've really dominated until the big dance and then fallen short. Um, and even in the World Test Championship and things like that, they they are a team that is you know, underdogs in a lot of contests. But you could argue that they're the favourites now from this point forward. Uh, and I think if they put their best foot forward tonight, they'll really go into a World Cup final feeling like, you know what, we're good enough to just dominate anyone. doesn't matter who's out there, what they play like, uh, we can do it. And guys like Finn Allen, you know, before the tournament started, I was sitting with Jared and Dan Christian at the SCG questioning whether they got that right, whether they left out Guptill for a young guy that we'd heard a bit about, but we didn't know, you know necessarily if it was the right call. Jeez, they've got it right, and they've got it right on a large portion, large scale for the last sort of five years, just without that big major trophy. So, you know what, as a neutral, I really hope they do get it done. Yeah, Finn Allen, only 91 runs in the tournament, but 190 uh, strike rate that he's going at. Just on that, you mentioned there about, uh, you know, as a neutral, you hope New Zealand win. Who do you think the Australian public wants to win this game? Like, as I said, there's a lot of affection for New Zealand, but I think after what we've seen with the scenes with India and Pakistan at the MCG, and then, of course, the other night, India, for essentially a dead rubber, 82,000 fans turning up. Do you think there's a big majority or a big portion of the Australian public now that would just love to see an India-Pakistan final? I mean... Uh... You would probably know this better, but I've spoken to a lot of AFL mates of mine, or mates of mine that love AFL, live in Melbourne and talk about things like the prelim final, uh, the AFL grand final as being, you know, just the pinnacle of sports that you can watch at that venue, that went to the game between India and Pakistan and said, that's close to the best thing I've ever witnessed. You know, the atmosphere, the, the game that it was, how it finished, um, but just the passion from the fans. I mean, just imagine if we got a World Cup final. Uh, you know, not just a round game, but a World Cup final between those two teams. It would just be off the charts. So, I mean, yeah, as a, as a neutral, I mentioned about New Zealand 
uh, winning it. But, I mean, as an Aussie cricket fan and cricket nuffy that I am, I'm sure a lot of other people are exactly the same. That would be epic. Yeah, there's no doubt everyone that went to that game said exactly the same thing. The, the noise throughout the whole game and even you know, walking around the concourse hours before the game, even the night before there was Indian supporters getting yeah. into the spirit of it. So it would be an amazing World Cup final. Looking ahead to tomorrow night, to India and England, that, that's a really tough game on paper to, to pick a winner. Which way are you leaning in that one? Uh, I think I haven't wavered from the fact that England's best day, I think, is the best team in the tournament. So... Um, look, I, I totally agree with you. You look at the, both of those teams on paper and there are superstars everywhere you look, all 11 players on both sides. In fact, all 15 players on both sides uh, in the dugout. The guys that have been left out would make most other teams uh, in that contest. So, look, I, I rest on if I'm going to pick and put my neck out, I want, OK, if both teams play their best, I think it's England that comes out on top and I think largely... It's because of who I think is the best batter in world cricket in T20 cricket, and that is Joss Butler, uh, I think, at the top of the order. If India can knock him over in the, inside that power play, I think they can win the game. But if Butler gets away, no one can stop him. Yeah, it should be a fantastic semi-final, that one as well. I've got to ask you about the Australian team. Clearly a, a disappointing tournament. From, from your point of view, if you could maybe pinpoint one thing they should have done differently, whether it was in the lead-up or in the tournament, what would it be? I mean, if you're looking at needing to win a game by the length of the straight and knock over a team for a certain total to make sure you win and win big, the two bowlers in our entire squad that I would say have it in them to take multiple wickets in any given over, Adam Zampa and Mitchell Stark. The fact that Mitchell Stark didn't play our last game, uh, some of the rationales come out. It's obviously in hindsight that I'm pointing this out and I understand selection is a difficult game. Uh, but to me, if there's a guy who can break open a game, particularly when we saw him at the Gabba against Ireland, swing it back in to the right-hander and knock a few guys over, I think that's the one thing that sticks out as maybe something that we maybe got wrong. Um, but other than that, I think largely for the last 18 to 24 months, Australia have improved a lot in T20 cricket. We've won a World Cup less than 12 months ago. Uh, it's not all doom and gloom, but there's certainly things there that Ronnie and the guys, George Bailey, the selection group, um, will learn from, um, no doubt, and probably attack the next tournament maybe head on. I guess the thing is, and it's been spoken about a bit this week, we're speaking to Trent Copeland, who will be part of the commentary team tonight for the first semi-final between uh, New Zealand and Pakistan with Jared Waitley and Lisa Stalaker from the Sydney Cricket Ground. Is it... There's no real international T20 cricket for a while, so it sort of goes on the maybe on the back burner a little bit. But in terms of when this next Australian team plays in the T20, have you got a couple of names of players that aren't in the side at the moment that you'd really like to see pushing up for selection in that team? Yeah, well, and the great thing is, mate, that I'm sure you're the same here. The BBL is actually, you know, everyone knows these names. Everyone knows the people that are out there that are dominating the level below. And in fact, it's the great precursor to really strong international performances. Guys that I see sticking their heads up um, are Nathan Ellis in particular. I think he's been outstanding when given the opportunity and was right on the cusp of this World Cup team, no doubt. Just offers so much uh, different uh, skill sets and, and particularly death bowling to every other bowler we have. Height, stature, um, how he attacks the, the batters and things like that. And Ben McDermott at the top of the order, 
if we're looking, say, uh, Aaron Finch, long-term replacement, even Davey Warner, who's not young either, uh, he's one that's really stuck his hand up and dominated and started to dominate other competitions around the world. Um, and then probably just you're getting into the likes of uh, Mitch Swepson, Tanvir Sanger, uh, leg spinner. Maybe we go with a, a dual leg spin uh, sort of situation like England have done in the past, also India as well. So there are a few names that I think could jump into the team um, in the next 12 to 18 months. The Glenn Maxwell comments post uh, not making the semi-final sort of raise some eyebrows. Some saying, well, that's you know, that's the right way to handle a loss. And in cricket, you've got to move on really quickly because there's one-day internationals coming up and there's a big summer of cricket. Others thought it was a, a bit of a reflection on how the Australian team feels about T20 cricket. Do you think... Australian players and the Australian public, uh, stretching it a bit further, are as passionate about international T20 cricket as some of the other nations that we're competing against? Uh, Yes, I think so. It's easy to, I guess, judge comments in isolation like that. Uh, You ask any of these guys, do they want to win a World Cup? There's no doubt that they want to win the World Cup, and they just did win a World Cup and understand the magnitude of that achievement. So... Yeah, look, I found it interesting the amount of um, criticism that he's copped and even just generally speaking, the team has copped for not winning uh, the T20 World Cup or at least making the semis. Yeah, they didn't play their best cricket, but it was largely in one game and and they won the rest of their games and missed out. So it is a short tournament. It is T20 cricket that can happen. A game can slip away and, uh, you know, so quickly from you. Uh, that I think you need to sort of have an attitude where, man, this game can be gone in a second and that can be the tournament over. We need to understand that, okay, that did happen this time, but let's attack it next time. And, um, yeah, it hurts, but we do need to move on. There's a huge summer ahead, things like that. That's how I look at it. Um, And I know a few of the bowling groups uh, around the world in sort of franchise T20 cricket, talk openly and honestly about the fact that you can't live and die by every game, otherwise you'll just go insane. If you bowl your best set of four overs three games in a row against the same opposition, even at the same venue, you're going to have a game where you go two for 30, you're going to have a game where you go none for 60, and you'll have a game where you go five for 10, and you haven't done anything different. So it's a game where you really need to you know, understand that the ebbs and flows and how quickly things happen isn't always your doing. Um, but, the, yeah, you then need to move on really quickly, which is, I think, where Maxi was going with that. Yeah, we've seen that in this tournament with a lot of unpredictable results. Before I let you go, Trent, it's been a tournament that, unfortunately, uh, has been mired by bad weather, particularly up the East Coast. But looking at the forecast in Sydney today, it's, uh, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, it's an absolute beauty of a day. It has been the last two days as well. So I think the SCG, I mean, even if it does rain on game day, the SCG is pretty good at getting up, um, provided that it doesn't rain during the fixture. So I think we're looking pretty good at the moment. And hopefully, yeah, the the rain that's marred the whole tournament and largely, hopefully everyone's uh, recovering okay from the just, you know, those floods that were smashing the East Coast all up and down. Uh, everyone's starting to regroup and, and yeah, hopefully these finals 
and the big the big dance coming up aren't affected by rain at all. But it looks looks sweet today. I'm looking out the window right now, and we're good as gold. Yeah, it doesn't look too good on Melbourne on Sunday, but we'll uh, have to wait and see. Uh, Trent, thanks so much for your time. We can't wait <laughs> oh, for the no. can't wait for the call tonight. Thankfully, we do have a reserve day, so hopefully, if it's wet on Sunday, we'll be okay on Monday. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, mate. Can't wait for tonight. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.